Of the stonemason, Marion Devereaux, little was known. He'd shown up one morning, midweek, at one of Randall Pratt's jobs, wearing great slabs of clay for boots, slogging on up the hill and asking the man was he hiring. Like that, out of the blue sky, denim bib coveralls and a denim long sleeve shirt buttoned to the throat. Not young, not old. Average height, average build. Brown black hair combed back so you saw the scalp below, white as bone. Bright blue eyes looking out from under a ledge of brow. When Pratt saw him again on the TV years later, they were both old men, but Pratt remembered the name. He knew the eyes in the photograph, the ledge of brow. It had to do with a body, remains, they called it, and Devereaux was in the hospital with broken bones. Pratt raised the remote in his trembling hand and shut off the TV. He didn't want to know about such stuff anymore. The things people did, he just didn't want to know it. He sat back in the recliner and shut his eyes. 75, that must have been, his mind went on. He'd been building those houses up in the hills above the old Indian highway. No, the war had been over a while by then, so more like 76, 77. It rained cats and dogs that spring, that he could tell you. He'd asked Devereaux the first thing he wanted to know. What can you do? The man standing there, scratching at his neck. I've done some of everything, he said. Jack of all trades, said Pratt. What do you do most? Most? What do you do best? Devereaux glanced in the direction of the job site. Not much more than a slab of concrete so far. The beginnings of the basement walls, cinder block, two and three courses high. I'm a good brick man, he said, and Pratt turned to look at the site. The three men standing there got back to work. He turned back to Devereaux. I got me a overhand crew already, standing just yonder. Devereaux nodded. Well, he said, I thought I'd ask, and began to turn away. Well, now hold on a second, buddy. I just got rained out nine days running, and I was behind schedule before that. How's your hand with cinder? It's good. Pratt stood studying him. All right, come on up here. Devereaux followed halting at the cement slab to kick and scrape the clay from his boots. Never mind that, said Pratt. Wilby, give this man that trowel a second. The man named Wilby handed over his trowel and stepped away from a wheelbarrow half full of wet mortar. Devereaux stepped into Wilby's place. He looked at the low wall, and he looked at the stack of cinder blocks, and he looked at Pratt. Go on and set one, said Pratt. Devereaux picked up a stretcher block one-handed and, holding it in the air, he cut the trowel into the mortar and with a neat chop delivered the load to one of the end ears, then likewise buttered the other ear. He swung the block into place, matting the block to the previous block and sizing the joint by eyeball. He troweled off the squeeze out and flicked the mortar back into the wheelbarrow, then began to tamp the block with the butt end of the trowel handle, tapping all along its topside as if listening for a false note and perhaps he was. He stopped when the edge of block lay just under the mason's string and no variance to the line whatsoever. He scraped up the squeeze once more and mixed it into the mortar and then stood looking around as if he were missing something, the men watching him. Give him it, Wilby. 
Wobi pulled a slender tool from his hip pocket and held it out to Devereaux, and Devereaux nodded his thanks. He looked at the slicker, flipped it in the air and fit the larger end into the drying mortar of the previous block and pressed that same concave joint the length of the new block, then pressed it vertically in the head joint. He skimmed away the thin ridges of mortar with the tool's edge and leaned over the wall to repeat the process on the outside joints. He rang the slicker lightly against the wall to free it of grit, and lastly he stroked it on his pant leg and handed it back clean to the man named Wilby. No one spoke. Devereaux scratched the back of his neck. I get better once I get going, he said. Pratt said, come on over here, and walked off to where they'd stood before. He looked back at the men, and the men began working again. Wilby said something to the other two, but you couldn't hear what. They're betting which one of them I'm gonna fire. <laughs>